0: Hey, Cameron. Hey, Chad. You know, sometimes when you when you come down the sink, I have a drink in my hand and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to drink really fast. to Put it down. Hit the clap. Uh, Not this time. But sometimes it does happen. And I I just wanted you to know.
1: Okay, it's funny because I was literally going to say that sometimes I'm doing the counting and I'll forget the clap. And that's why we had to do it twice because (laughs) like the rhythm was off.
0: So what we're saying is we are we are amazing podcasters. And if you're listening to this show, you're in for a treat. And that show is called "Opinions Are Cheap" with Cameron and Chad. I remember you to know introduce
1: us. You did no, you did. This is a rare treat. Uh but but I think we've talked about this before. But you know how I kind of like to collect uh, trading card games. Yeah. Like, Wait, have we talked like about this so before? Much, I I think so. It's not very interesting. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, like, I have some Pokemon cards from when I was younger, and I have some Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but what I realized was, like, I just find them interesting, like, I like card art. hmm Uh, the concept of these different games, so it's like, I won't even get starter sets. Sometimes it's like, oh, a new game, I'll get exactly one booster, just so that I can, like, have a couple of these cards.
0: Oh! Yeah, that's kind of neat.
1: Um, yeah, so it's like, I have, like, a One Piece, I have a Dragon Ball, I have a Digimon, like... I have a binder where I kind of just put in these very random cards as long as they fit. And I don't know if you are aware, but Disney started a new trading card game.
0: Yeah, it's like Lorcana or Lorsana
1: or Lucinia. Yeah, I think it's Lorcana. But it's also uh, because it's Disney and it was actually marketed well. It's very hard to get. It's like they, they did not make enough to go around. And so scalpers are increasing that demand because they're grabbing it all up real fast
0: i know about it because there are some uh emperor's uh new groove cards that got shared in that one llama posting facebook group and part of me was like kind of want those i'm not going to do anything with them (sighs) but i do i do like this property but enough by proxy
1: well yeah i see that's the thing it's like some of the art's very interesting and I thought, you know, I'd like a lot of Disney things. I should probably get a pack when I do find it. And they came out with a new booster set recently. So I got a pack. And I found myself a little underwhelmed with the quality of the art. Not that it's low quality, but it's almost like it's just a little too safe. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's like original art. It's not like they just took a still from the movie or something. It's like they, they have artists actually doing new pieces and they they capture the characters very well and some of these are kind of deep cuts like I got a Donald Duck card but it's specifically him sleepwalking while holding a pillow oh and he's about to step on a little horn like it's a it's a cut to a very specific cartoon yeah um I also have I think there's like a theme on like what movies they include in these sets because I got a a lot from the Great Mouse Detective
0: hey Great Mouse Detective, awesome, because it has some um, of the sexiest cartoon mice of of any
1: cartoon with mice. Well, yeah, so I, I got the detective, but I also got Ratigan. I got the cat and I got the dinner bell that summons a cat. Cool. And it's like, why? Like that that seems over representation for the <laughs> that particular film. A little bit. Um I'm trying I got... to remember
0: what the uh the lady mouse is that does kind of like the seductive dance and the stripper joint. What the hell was her name?
1: Oh, man. If she's in this card set, that would actually make me laugh. Just get everybody.
0: Stripper from the great mouse detective. Kitty Mouse. Oh.
1: I got got Chief Bogo. Do you know Chief Bogo? Mm Mm-mm. He's the bison from Zootopia. He's like the chief of police. Okay. And it's just like him standing there with his arms crossed. And it's like, okay, whatever. Uh, I got Tiana and Dr.
0: Uh, no, Facilier. Uh, those are from, which What are they from? I don't remember them.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Princess and the Frog. Okay. And I I actually do like the art on both of these, so I'm definitely gonna keep those. But the ironic one... Actually, I should probably send you a picture so you can see what I'm talking about. But the ironic one was I wanted one of the, like, reimagined characters... Because some of them are sort of like, you know, well, here's uh, Donald Duck and he's doing something Donald Duck does. But a couple of them are kind of like, well, let's let's make them like they're like ready for battle kind of a thing. And so okay. uh, the like the art on the package that I grabbed was a Cinderella.
0: Render solemn, um,
1: but in like a suit of armor. No, Sleeping Beauty. I think it was Sleeping Beauty. Let me see, Vorkana sleeping beauty. Is it Cinderella? They're both blonde and don't have much like facial features.
0: Render Sala or Dripper.
1: Okay, yeah, it is uh it is Cinderella. So uh this is the art on the box where I was kinda like, oh that's cool. I kind of like this where she's in a full suit of armor, but it's like enchanted, like her magic slippers. So it's recognizable as the character, but it's also like a cool suit of armor with a little like heart on it. And it's like, you know, I like that. Um, But there's also this other card where uh, it's, she's not a knight yet. She's a knight in training and it's like her dressed like a squire. I kind of
0: like this more. There's a little more personality in how she's rendered.
1: Yeah, and and so it's kind of like, it, it, it's interesting because it makes you think about stuff, and it's like, this is almost telling its own story, and I kind of want to see that more than I would like some other cards, <laughs> you know, that are just sort of like, and here's a guy standing there, and so I'm like, it's not like I'm guaranteed a Cinderella card, but it's like, that's the one that got me to pick up the pack, because it's like, oh, this looks interesting, and so I open the pack... And then the foil card that I got is just Prince Charming standing there. I was like, oh, okay. That is a lame foil card. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like, it's not that they shouldn't put Prince Charming in the game. But it's just like, I, I feel like there's a reason that Cinderella was on the cover and not Prince Charming. And so I was just sort of like, oh, I'll let down a little bit. And that's the problem with some of these like blind pack Kind of things is like, you know, you don't know what you're going to get and they're not all cool. And I kind of wonder what it would be like, you know, like if you got a pack of Pokemon cards and you liked every single card you got, would that yeah. be a bad thing? Or, or are you supposed to hate half of them and that's how they get you to come back?
0: I th- I think you're supposed to hate half of them. I'm trying to remember like any formative times I opened a Pokemon card pack and I mean, I can I can remember some of the highlights and I know there were a lot of lowlights because it's collecting cards. Um, but on the whole, I, I don't think there was ever like the perfect pack of cards. It was like, oh, I have like four of these, but here's one I don't have. Or it's like, oh, I got a foil card, but it's like a a land card or a trainer card or whatever. So it's, it's not like part of the 150 set I want. It's part of the actual game I don't play. Which is a, a weird place to be in when you're like, I'm collecting cards, but I'm not going to play the game. It's sort of like how I'm collecting Warhammer, but I'm not going to play the game.
1: Okay, so I'm going to send you some art here. I think this is a lot of the really good art.
0: I really like the first three. So I got, you got uh, Goofy, um, kind of dressed like... The Three uh, Musketeers a, Goofy. Three Musketeers Goofy, yeah, and like a, a French tabard. Um... The lady from Hercules the redhead I cannot remember her name uh but she's like puppeteering a, a little toy hercules i the this one's really nice though like she's rendered really well like there's a almost like a watercolor-esque aspect to it that's that's really kind of engaging and then uh Moana kind of walking out of the beach out of the on a of beach off off the surf and she's got like a magic in her hand and she looks like she's about to uh tell the big bad to go fuck himself. And then we got uh, the villain from Princess and the Frog being really cool. Uh, a lot of purples, a lot of gold, a little bit of green, very nice color scheme.
1: Uh, we got
0: Elsa, kind of deviant art style depicted. I-, I like it, but I'm not <laughs> wowed.
1: I know exactly what you mean. You're right. Th- there is a deviant art element to that.
0: Uh, Aladdin and Jasmine on the on the rainbow, but it's mostly, it's way more background than it is Aladdin and Jasmine, which is kind of a really neat framework for a card. Uh, to have have them kind of be far away, uh. So that's that's kind of neat. That's engaging. Um, we got it looks like Simba, just just big old strong Simba with his tits out, being fucking king of everything. I like that. All right. Oh, uh, last er, no two more to go. The uh, Captain Hook. There we go. It took me a bit to remember who he was. I like. Oh, he's depicted. He's his his hat is covering his face most of his face, but you can see like his grin and his mustache. And he looks, he looks really threatening. And once again, like, the, yeah, he, the color scheme and the paint style is really engaging because it, it's, uh, it's yeah, got he, a he vibe to it. Yeah, he actually
1: looks sinister. It, it, there's, like, a scary element to, like, his posturing and stuff, which I don't think I've ever seen Captain Hook actually depicted as, like, intimidating.
0: Right. And then finally we got uh, Tinkerbell looking at a tiny model ship, which has to be really small. And she's kind of, like, got her hands on her hips and pouting, and she looks pissed off. And this is another one where I feel like there's a lot of, like, storytelling in this image. Uh, her posture's interesting. The way, like, it's colored. It's very desaturated, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, like, the first blush of these cards, I haven't really looked at most of them. I've seen just, like, the Emperor's New Groove one. Um, but these yeah, are, these are you nice. Know, so
1: I'm just, I'm scrolling through, like, a Google search of, like, the best card art. And there's just a lot of these, and I'm looking at the ones that I have, and it, like again, scroll up to Prince Charming again. It's just like, yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's he's kind of shaded, nice, I guess. It's a, it's
0: honestly a really shitty depiction of Prince Charming. I, I really yeah. don't like it.
1: So <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in the pack I got, even though I got like characters I like. Um, I did not get the 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 uh, the Doctor one that I wanted. It's like it's kind of okay, but it's not the cool art version. I think Tiana's is cute though cuz she's uh she's doing her like waitress thing.
0: Oh yeah, that's and nice. And it captures
1: the character very well.
0: That's another one where the the art style like it's not offensive but it also reminds me of like a really budget light novel or a visual novel. Uh yeah. Just in the it's a lot of it's in the face. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing particularly special about it either. And I feel like if I'm getting cards and downloading or, or uh, purchasing, you know, these things, I I have slightly higher expectations, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think the um Dr. Facilier is okay, too. Uh, he's holding it like a deck of uh, like tarot cards, but they're shaped like little uh, casket kind of. Yeah,
0: this one's better. This one's got a little more it's, storytelling. It's lit spooky. Yeah. I don't
1: I don't understand how this... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how this game even plays. Like, when I read some of these things, it's like, yeah, I'm sure it does that. I, I don't know.
0: I didn't know you, like, randomly bought packs of, like, trading cards from different properties just to have them. I, I actually think that's kind of neat.
1: Oh, it's very fun. I, again, um, like, with Magic the Gathering, half the appeal is just the card art for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they started selling books of the artwork... It's like, oh, this is a lot cheaper to just buy this whole big coffee table book instead of a pack of cards until I get yeah. the ones I want. Uh, and so that's why they stopped selling his art books, was I think card sales actually went down for a little bit. Because I was not the only one that felt that way.
0: Yeah, I, um, I imagine. You're not wrong, though, I'm the... really
1: upset, man. Did you see the Jurassic Park set? Of cards? Of No, Magic the Gathering cards. Oh, no, I did not. So Magic the Gathering uh they so yeah they you know they're owned by Hasbro the same as D&D. And there was that period where it's like boy D&D's kind of ass I don't like how the company's running it and it, like just it fell off it's it's for a different audience they don't want my attention anymore. Magic the Gathering fell off at the same time. There's a there's a lot of people that are upset about the game right now.
0: One of the doing... things he
1: started doing is a lot of crossovers. It, like yeah. Magic the Gathering is just paper Fortnite.
0: There was a uh, Bob Ross ones. I remember seeing those and being like, "What the fuck?" But also, yeah,
1: there's Bob Ross. I kind of um, want him
0: because I like Bob Ross.
1: Well, yeah. I, did you see the 40k ones? You can get a uh, you get like a, a Magic the Gathering deck that's just 40k orcs. I'm asking Jean Luc's opinion.
0: We'll see if he's around because he plays a lot of Magic the Gathering. I did not um, see that, though.
1: So, the the thing with a lot of these crossover things is that they are sort of handled like a novelty. So, like, they're not, like, tournament legal cards. Like, some of them are, like, really broken in fun ways. And the intent is just to have fun. It's like, hey, this is a collector's item. Maybe you want to laugh with your friends. But we don't want to, like, uh, ruin the game. <laughs> so, there's, like, there's kind of a, the sanctity... To a degree, but also look at this funny card here, you know, and an example of that one uh, here. So the, the rules for the Pinkie Pie card is whenever you cast a spell with a smile in its art, you create a tap treasure token. So basically, the more smiles you invite to your own game, the, the stronger your, your play is. But that leads to a debate of what is a smile, because really there are some orc spell cards where they are technically smiling because they're orcs. So you can literally make your your uh, My Little Pony forty k crossover a Magic the Gathering legal deck.
0: Okay, I mean, I like I like the I like the moxie of that. It did <laughs> my brain. Maybe shouldn't exist, but I, I can't be upset.
1: Right, it, it's. <laughs> It's annoying <laughs> because it's like when it when it panders to you, you see the fun of it. But when the pandering doesn't work, it's outright offensive. And you have to keep that in mind where it's like I, I was looking at the Tyranid set and it's like I really like Tyranids and this art is really good. But also part of me is like I can't encourage this.
0: I feel like I have this um, this I, I, with the AI art. Uh like I'm going through Facebook and I'm seeing all these really cool space pictures and it turns out like most of them aren't real and it's like oh well that's lame but then I go into to Bing AI and type in sparkle dog and get this like fucking totally
1: rad persona well oh, rad, what?
0: In, rad in quotes
1: um but yeah but that looks like just legit <laughs> but, and
0: it looks it looks good I'm like I like this I'm going to save this one this one's great and so it's like yeah when it suits me I really like Bing AI and when it doesn't suit me I am really grumpy about it and uh I think this applies to everything and everybody, which is why we need to be kinder to strangers and understand that people are complicated. A little bit. Jean-Luc said, Uh, uh, Magic the Gathering is definitely Fortnite.
1: Oh, you know what? That reminds me, actually. I'm going to close this tab and go back to this one here. I think there's
0: Fortnite cards you can get in Magic the Gathering.
1: Yeah, I was going to send you... uh, There's literally... There's multiple. (laughs) Oh, you found it. Yep, yeah, um, you sent that but, to me. Yeah. You no, know, there, there's there's an irony to the, the fact that uh, I made that comparison. But anyways, my point was, as a, as a collector of novelty, sometimes this is the kind of stuff that I keep an eye out for, you know? And where did it go? I lost it. Oh, that's a good one. I'll send you that one. So you also know that I really love Jurassic Park like that's my yes. favorite movie and i have yes. all sorts of stuff i think we've talked about that before so it's like oh jurassic park magic with gathering cards okay i can't resist this i have to get this one
0: i mean these and TV TV they actually, are kind of cool
1: they did a lot like they oh. uh they 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 did well but i mean like there is like good art you can get like okay this one here permission denied where it's like oh, oh you didn't say the magic word and that's just like a magic counter but, like, it's art of that scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love it. You can also get... Uh, it's not just Jurassic Park, it's Jurassic World. So you can get a, a motorcycle Velociraptor Squad. It's, like, it's got everything covered, you know?
0: Wow, it even has the bad Jurassic Park movies.
1: Uh, But then it also... Where, uh, let me find... Well, the set that I actually want... Like, they, these, these ones are cool, but there's, like, kind of, I feel like there's probably, like, a demand for those, so it might be harder to get. But the thing with Magic the Gathering is there's a tradition of always having these, like, land cards that are just staples. Yeah. And those are the ones that, like, I think that's the Bob Ross ones, right? Yes, yes, it's, they were land it cards. It was just land. So, Jurassic Park, the land cards are all very neat, but there's a day version and, like, a night version, So you can have, like, a cool vibe or a sinister vibe to these land cards.
0: You can buy everything twice. Oh, okay. These are actually kind of cool.
1: Yeah. So I'm kind of like, oh, I would like just a set... Like, I could get five of the daytime art ones and frame them, and they would look like a nice art piece. Yeah. Like, this is actually really cool. So I'm like, okay, how do I get these Magic Gathering cards? Because, like, with the orc one... It was a box. Like, you go to Target, and they just have the Orc box on the peg, and you just buy it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and buy the Jurassic Park box. You know, it'll probably be like $30 or something, but I really want this one. I can't find it. And I'm checking online. It's like, well, where is it? It turns out they don't sell a Jurassic Park set. There's like a 1 in 100 chance per pack to get one card. Fuck that. And... Like I showed you, there's a lot of these cards, and it's like, who, who? I I feel like if you if you are serious about Magic: The Gathering, seeing this stuff thrown into like the serious packs is kind of obnoxious. But the reason you do this stuff is to like appeal to like passive collectors like me, and so you make it like inaccessible where you can't just buy them. Like it's just it seems odd.
0: Well, I found uh, I found one of the planes cards on eBay for five dollars.
1: Um, Yeah, I, I'm sure the land cards are like th- those might be mixed in with the normal land cards. Paying like, so maybe those are more five dollars. Oh, there's for also a land
0: card is kind of ridiculous.
1: Uh, There's also these other ones that are like they, they don't look like magic cards. And the art is a little, like, extra stylized for some reason. Oh, I like these. The, uh, yeah, there's, like, a special collection of the dinosaurs. And it's, like, it's kind of neat, but also I feel like the novelty is the fact that it's on, like... I Like, I want the Magic the Gathering format so that it's recognizable as a magic card. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this almost defeats the purpose, too.
0: I take it you're not gonna own any Jurassic Park Magic the Gathering cards.
1: Unfortunately.
0: But you know what? You have the self-control to say that.
1: Uh yeah, fortunately that. I I uh <laughs> I I will admit I might have like spent more time than I should have trying to like kinda hunt these. Um But I did call it at some point.
0: Yeah. Do we want to talk? uh i i i don't i mean i can keep going about cards i i if we wanna like spend this on on that conversation um otherwise i know you said you have a pathfinder story and we did play star trek d and d last night
1: well yeah i mean that that is kind of the same topic as just like tabletop games if you want to look at it that way yeah 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 uh and
0: i enjoyed star trek d and d last night it was fun
1: yeah, that was kind of last minute. I uh so I cuz like we talked about kind of recently you're not like the biggest Star Trek guy anyways. Mhm. And you're also like busy on Wednesdays, but it was like somebody dropped out so I asked if you'd want to slip in there. But all things considered, I, I I'm pretty sure everybody had a fun time.
0: Yeah, it was um it was kind of neat because you know, you're having like all of us introduce characters and I'm like I I didn't put like any thought into mine other than I want to be a custodian on a ship because that's funny. And then a human because that's like the most boring thing you can be in Star Trek universe. And so that was like the thesis of my character. And then everyone's introducing theirs and there's the motive and this is what they're doing. I'm like, shit, I got to like think of something on the spot. And so I, I you know, did my like, oh, uh, I've been aboard the ship for a really long time. I'm going to retire soon. I'm going one last adventure just so I can say I've, you know, seen the stars kind of thing. Plus, it's kind of funny to go, you know, it's like, one last adventure. What could possibly go wrong? And it's like, well, you're playing, you know, D&D. Something's obviously going to go wrong. So the irony of that is amusing to me. But I feel like I feel like uh, things went really well. It was it was fun. Uh, I think if we had more time, we definitely could have played off each other more and established things more. But at the same time, like two hours is typically my limit for things like that. So I'm glad we didn't go any longer than what we did. I thought the combat- yeah actually
1: I, I I think the uh the timing like I, I did try to expedite things a little bit. Yeah. so that it was a more condensed thing. But I feel like if everybody had unlimited time in the world like w- uh people were having enough fun, we could have dragged it out a bit more.
0: Yeah. I think um some of the way we were playing off each other like was starting to feel natural by the end. Uh yeah, which was cool. I liked, uh, you know, the combat thing was interesting because, to me, combat in D&D is literally my least favorite part. And so I was trying to approach it from, like, how can I break it? How can I expedite this? You know, scare the bad guys away or, or something. Plus, I'm a janitor. I don't, have a, I don't have a gun. I can't do anything, like, particularly fun in combat. And so I enjoyed uh, so, you know, some of the intimidation roles and trying to think outside the box a bit. And uh, I hope that came through. It, like, it felt like, uh, you know, rewarding when it worked the one time.
1: I, I, yeah, I think, um, the other thing too is everybody kind of got opportunities to like, to shine a bit and, uh, and do something that their character is good at.
0: Yeah, it, it, it worked itself out really well that way. It's like the only thing that was missing was a proper climax and it, and I know it was like, okay, we've been here a while. We're, we're wrapping this up. So we're just going to skip that. And so it's like, Hey, we made it on the ship and left. And it's like, okay, I know there was going to be like one more encounter planned because that's how storytelling works, but. I do appreciate the uh the emphasis on brevity
1: yeah it it was um it was one of those things too where it's like you know we we could fight more cavemen but you know these roles are definitely leaning towards success anyways so it's like it I don't know how much tension would really be there right so it's like how... okay let's go ahead and do it
0: I don't really understand like like the tension in d and d um is weird to me because ultimately I don't like the combat. So as far as like tension from combat goes. I know some DMs are willing to kill characters off. I'm like oh I guess you gotta re-roll. But to me like that's not really the point of d d If I was a DM I wouldn't want to have anybody die. I You know the near deaths are fun. But when you realize that no your DM's not going to let you die. Then all of a sudden the combat is totally meaningless. Unless it's a vessel for either shenanigans or spectacle. And so much of that's tied up in how the dice go. It, it, I feel like it's in a weird spot, and it really depends on like what people want from the game. Because I think what I want from, a, from D&D or d and d light items is maybe a little different than what other people want, but it also might be the exact same, and just no one likes combat. I don't really know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's also different kinds of games. And I think sometimes everyone sits down and they sort of want to do a dungeon crawler, and they want... like to practice sort of like tactical approaches and things and other people might want more of a story. Uh, Sometimes the stakes can be like, Hey, you just want to win and the idea of your character dying will just feel like a, a loss. So you don't want that. But other times maybe like, that's not really on the table, but instead like you're doing something that you feel is important. Like, Oh, we have to save the town because the uh the orcs are gonna um plant a bomb and 911 the the dungeon Dragons town
0: right I do I do think I, I I've, I've played uh D&D a couple times now with you I do wonder how I would handle dming because I ultimately I like telling stories right and I think having these worlds to create sandboxes and could be really fun. But I also understand that people can be very chaotic and you can put a lot of work into a puzzle and then some asshole just lights it on fire because he didn't solve it the first try. And I don't know what you do with that because that we did that to you.
1: <laughs> it. I mean, it's just, it's a tricky thing. <laughs> um, And it is like, I, I, I want to say that there's a, there's a relationship between like the game master and the players because the reality is that you're just not on the same side even though the goal is to all have fun like by your nature there's kind of a conflict in that you're kind of moving things in a way to be an obstacle on purpose sure just because of the nature of the game you know so sometimes when you see like a a situation where like uh maybe emotions run high it's like i completely understand why that would happen because it just kind of sometimes it happens
0: yeah i guess i didn't think about it that way I, I i think about it too much like authoring a book which is i'm gonna lead people down a cool story that i wrote and like and it's like oh well, yeah but that's not why people play dnd they want to they want to be the story they want to really like affect it and make a name for themselves or whatever in the world they're in. And that give and take of, like, set up, but they have to provide the punchline, and if they provide a shitty punchline, you have to, I guess, just steer into the skid and hope you can fix it.
1: I uh, Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it can be tricky. Um, as long as everyone's having fun, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But some people, like, they, there are... Uh, there there are a lot of, like, bad player stories you can read online, but there's a lot of bad DM stories you can read online. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did I ever... <laughs> Cripes. Did I ever send you that story from Mandalore Gaming?
0: Um, I know you've sent me stuff from Mandalore Gaming,
1: so the answer is maybe. <laughs> I, I gotta find this, and you, you really should listen to the story, but he has this amazing tale... ...about the worst d d player that he ever had to play with. And it is like... it. It's it's strange because one of the parts that kind of confuses everybody... ...is it's kind of like, wait, where did he even come from? Like, what happened? It's like, when you and your friends sit down to play the game... ...and it's like, oh yeah, we should play d this will be fun. And then there's just like another guy... ...that no one seems to really know that well... ...and he's being the most obtrusive. Mm. And when I sit down at a table... If it's with people that I know really well or not, I feel like there's a limit. Like, I, I feel like I'm socially aware enough to tell that, like, oh, I'm kind of ruining the mood here, so I should tone it down a bit. Yeah. You know, like, you can usually kind of, like, read a room where, like, if you're sitting down and you're eating dinner with people and a a subject comes up and people start to, like, behave slightly differently... You could usually pick up on, like, oh, I did something. And then there's people that don't have that ability. And this guy was, like, he he was not satisfied just being a character. It's, like, he needed to be overpowered and and stuff because he's clearly, like, overcompensating for things in his life. And it's the kind of thing where, you know, he'll, like, it's like he would talk to the DM on the side and then they'd sit down and play the game, and it's like apparently he has like Iron Man armor, and can, and so he's like, he's he's smarter than everyone else because he's so smart because he made this Iron Man armor, but also the Iron Man armor makes him stronger than anyone else. So it's like, oh, here's a locked door. Uh, can can the warrior break it down, or can our thief unlock it? it well, no, I'll just I, I shoot it with fire, and I roll this die, and I, I did five thousand damage to it, and it's just like completely ruining the experience. And it's, <laughs> it turned into a thing where at some point, like, the group of friends involved, they asked the DM, like, dude, why did you let him get this, like, completely overpowered build? Because he's just kind of, like, ruining the game. Like, there's no point to being here because he's just single-handedly doing everything. And the DM's like, uh, look, I didn't want to be confrontational. You know, I know he's, like, Jeremy's friend or whatever. I didn't want to, like, ruin it for Jeremy. And Jeremy's like, well, I don't know him. Oh, plot it, twist. And then... Well, yeah, and then it's like, well, wait, I, yeah, I thought he came with you. Is it no? I don't know him. Like, I, I've never talked to him before, and and so it turned out none of them invited him.
0: How did he just show up? Like, I was, you know what, you know those like really shitty Halloween movies that come out around Halloween, like the scary ones, and you're like, that's dumb. I feel like this should yeah. be this should be a horror movie, and like this is like the the first act twist. It's like nobody invited this guy, and they look at him, and then it turns out like he's an evil specter, or he has that like serial killer look on his face, and you're just like, wait, wait, why is he got like blood splatter on him? When did when did he get blood splatter on him? And then it's like,
1: well, hey, where's yeah. the cat? Th- there's there's kind of a very real element of like, well, how like how how deranged do you have to be as an individual to show up to a D and D game completely uninvited?
0: Really, like that's you fucked know what I up. mean. Yeah.
1: It yeah, it's like I think he I think they figured out like where the misunderstanding came from and like he he overheard someone like talking about like oh yeah, we're going to do this game here and like everyone's invited or something and it's like he he overheard this conversation that was being said to someone else and thought that everyone included him. Oh. Uh but the, like so I, i'm telling you all this this doesn't spoil the story because this is only like the first third of the story <laughs> oh
0: shit it does go to horror town hell yeah
1: it it gets interesting i will send you that later okay <laughs> cuz see you know they they have a way of telling stories and so i won't deprive the experience but uh yeah so like back to star trek i really enjoy this uh, system the star trek adventures Um, but really like you're saying, like the combat doesn't really appeal to you so much. I really like how in this system, it's basically like, it's not so much combat focused. It's like having a goal and achieving it focused. And maybe that goal is correctly aiming a gun and shooting somebody. But it's like you, you spend just as much time like typing on a computer or trying to research a cure for a disease or something and it's kind of like the same mechanic uh, dice rolls
0: yeah i really like i like the mechanics of it it's the the interface is so easy to use um and then it has just enough like visual bells and whistles to be really fun so like rolling dice feels good uh the i know you went out of your way to give it better visuals and some sounds and stuff like that and that went a long way into like just making it really palatable and and really kind of sucking you in and you know, we we were to me like I was playing with strangers. Well, I know Sable, but I I didn't know the other two. Uh but I don't know, just like everything felt really like it we all got it really fast and just like gelled together and it's like shit, this is working really well.
1: Yeah, and I again, I appreciated you stepping in last minute because it was more of like a favor to me than anything else. Uh but yeah, you you did have fun, which I think is a mark of a good game design. I agree, and again, I really love Foundry. Like that system works so well. If anyone out there ever uses Roll Twenty, like seriously, just look into Foundry. Roll Twenty is so hard to go back to.
0: Oh, you and then I know. Um, you said you you got a Pathfinder story you're going to tell me, unless you want to save that for your Glad Space.
1: No, we could talk about that a little bit too. Actually, it, it's kind of like you were just saying though. Um, how like there's there's kind of different types of uh <laughs> of like expectations out of a game, and uh Pathfinder is very much combat focused. Like I would even argue more so than D anD D. I think that kind of comes from its roots. Like Pathfinder, in a lot of ways, is like a more old fashioned version of D anD D compared to maybe what the modern expectation is. Because I think the modern expectation of d d is largely formed off of, like, popular celebrity Let's Plays on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've already talked about whether or not that's a good or bad thing. But the the bottom line is Pathfinder is sort of different. Okay. Even though, at a glance, it's exactly the same. So, when, uh, when I was sitting down, it's like, okay, what kind of game is this? Like, are we... Are we going to be doing like a a mystery? Are we going on an adventure? Is this just like a dungeon crawl and we're just going to be like fighting skeletons and getting loot? And I thought it was going to be like, (laughs) based on what I was talking to everyone else about, I thought it was going to be a little more well-rounded about like, you know, exploration and role play and stuff too. Right. So I designed a rogue and I picked a lot of abilities that would get us out of uh, different situations like I tried to be a jack of all trades so hey we have to uh, we have to steal keys from the corrupt sheriff or something okay I, I, I want to be able to steal stuff good we have to uh, like bluff when we get caught and so I can like tuck our way out of a situation okay I want to do that I, I I picked a race that naturally has like a certain amount of magical sense so I could detect illusions so we don't get trapped in a in a wizard spell or something Uh, None of the stuff ever came up. Like, (laughs) I've been playing for months, and everything is just combat, and I'm ill-equipped for combat.
0: Oh, no. Uh,
1: We also have a monk, and a fighter, and a paladin, and so there's just, like, there's a lot of melee going on, and so I'm trying to, like, run up and flank things, To kind of like take advantage of that bonus. And it's like I spend my entire time getting into position. But I don't have enough energy left to also attack. And then like I'll get a really bad roll. And something will like critical hit. And I'm down in one turn. And I'm just like not contributing at all. So I was talking to the GM. And I'm like look I think I need to just like re-roll. And make a different character. Because like, (laughs) like I'm basically I'm not contributing at all. it's not so much that I'm not having fun spending the time with everybody, but it's like when combat starts, I'll kind of like die real fast and just sit on a corner or it's like, you know, I just can't do anything. Right. And so it's like, okay, I want to do, I I want a wizard. We we have a ranged guy, but he has guns and that's like a physical thing. So it's like, well, what if we need fireballs? Yeah. You know, like I can still fill in a slot here. Fireball but I may as well just throw fireballs. And so I was looking through and I ended up making this character that I kind of love and he's just, he's not super complicated because I'm now in like this different mindset of like, okay, this is just a dungeon crawler. I just want to like do damage. So I made this skeleton wizard.
0: Oh, hell yeah.
1: And he's just a skeleton with a big hat and a staff and he shoots fireballs and that's it. And, but man, we had such a fun time <laughs> Uh, to, like, introduce the character. uh, The GM didn't tell anybody that I was swapping out characters. And so we're in the dungeon or whatever, but we're, it was, like, time to go back to, like, resupply anyways. So on the way back, the necromancer that we're fighting, like, cast a spell from the lighthouse, and it's pointed at the town. And it, it, over in the graveyard by the town... Uh, the like lighthouse is shining on it. And now the guards are running away that like skeletons are attacking or something. And it's like, oh, they're all the undead. Uh. And so the whole party has to go to the graveyard and there's a bunch of like zombies shambling around. And so the fighting off all these zombies, uh, but a lot of them are kind of falling over real easy. So it's like, we get in position we're trying to be tactical, but it's like not a super tough encounter. Mm-hmm. We're just like afraid of like alerting the whole horde at once. So we're trying to pick off one at a time. We work through the graveyard. And then the GM says, like, okay. And you get towards the end of the graveyard. And there's this one skeleton with a big hat and a wizard staff. And everybody else (laughs) was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. (laughs) Because they're just, like, mentally prepared for a boss fight. Yeah. And then the the skeleton casts a magic missile. And so the, the DM's, like, doing this in the game and, like, posting the spells and stuff. And say, like, "Oh no! Oh shit! No!" And and then the skeleton uh, wizard uh, was able to kill two zombies in one turn and finish off the encounter. And everybody's like, "Wait a minute! He stopped the evil s- zombies. We should talk to the skeleton." And it's basically where then like I just change control of my character over.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: but then the actual boss showed up. We would have an r- actual boss fight. And it was just really fun, like you know, because again, I got to contribute in that encounter too, yeah, but narratively, that was this kind of stuff I want to do anyways. and it was just a really perfect uh session for me,
0: yeah, that I like that uh I like how your your DM kind of handled that too. It seems like everybody got to you know be in on it and have fun and
1: yeah he he's a lot more experienced than me. That was a uh, big Mac though from uh, our Star Trek game, oh cool. He knows what he's doing.
0: I was trying to think of, like, if I was gonna roll a lich character, like, what would be the dumbest thing to accidentally become a lich? In like, uh, maybe a kobold,
1: uh a chipmunk.
0: Oh, just like an actual animal.
1: Okay, okay. Actually, so hey, do you do you want to talk like Pathfinder specifically? It whatever. Let me. Well, now let me bring up that list here. Um, look at all the official Pathfinder races. Because there was one that would be funny for a lich. Because
0: there's a there's a lot of races in Pathfinder. I remember we went through that uh, a couple weeks ago. Because you were maybe it was a month or two ago. Now time
1: time is meaningless. Time's weird.
0: Times times all Here, fucked.
1: Y- it could be a little cactus fairy.
0: Oh, that would be kind of fun, a little cactus fairy lich on dead cactus fairy.
1: Yeah, there's this one weird race. Uh technically it's like they're familiars that a druid would summon and it's like they just sort of accidentally gain sentience and so you just like be a player character where it's like one day a druid made me alive and then i don't know what happened i'm gonna go on an adventure
0: i haven't written like bog standard fantasy in a while maybe i should maybe i should stick with this i don't know I typed in a little undead cactus fairy in uh, Bing AI, and I don't really like any of these, but this one is okay.
1: (laughs) That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not, like, super uh, amazing or anything, but no, it's not bad. Oh, what about... Okay, what about a lich robot?
0: Can you... How could you do an undead robot? I don't know. Feels like a weird anime thing. Would that be funny? I mean, yeah.
1: I... Dude, dude that's your whole backstory is like you were a robot that somebody made and then one day they like flipped off your your on off switch and then later they turned it back on and you said i have arisen i am count roboto and you just like think you're a vampire now
0: i like that i think that'd you're be pretty really sure fun. you died oh i typed in undead robot and that image is unsafe it's like really okay fine let's try zombie robot you piece of shit oh
1: yeah zombie robot
0: Hey, this doesn't have the word dead in it. I get it.
1: I'll try I'm going to do vampire robot.
0: This rum is really good. I feel like it's hitting me, but it's not making me fun to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Also zombie robot didn't work either. Zombie android. Oh,
1: vampire robot gave me some weird options here.
0: I don't understand. I it, mean we've been over this so many times inspired. but Oh, that's kind of dumb. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like it, but it's it's dumb. I like the. It's little, a little uh, more
1: dumb than I was going for.
0: There's like a little floaty computer seeing eye, and it's got it's got little bat wings. Zombie Android did not work either. How how, how is it not letting me do zombies? Zombie. Okay, I'm just gonna get out of this. It's stupid. Fine, you win. Bang AI, I'll stop using you tonight. Well, I
1: mean, it probably depends on what you're generating.
0: Just zombie robot. I'm, I'm leaving it up no, to the imagination. I,
1: no, I mean, like, you, you understand what it's censoring when it gives you that error, right?
0: It's probably showing something kind of violent or, or what it thinks is well, gross. Well, yeah, it,
1: it, it makes the picture and then it uses AI to recognize its own picture and decide if it's too violent or not. So when you put in something innocuous, but then it accidentally gave it, like, double G breasts, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that's too sexual, and it's, it censors it. Like, I didn't mean to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just
1: doesn't show you.
0: I wish there was Even a way though around you that. Even didn't ask for it. I'm just like, what What are all the things that are fucked up and accidentally made? I want to see those more than the things it made.
1: What is Bing AI protecting me from? I, <laughs> okay. Okay. I typed in vampire robot, comma dramatic trading card art. And I got cool Magic the Gathering style art.
0: I kind of like this except one. Except
1: for this one, where it just put a Terminator robot on a motorcycle, which I didn't ask for.
0: Oh, hell yeah, though.
1: And he has Sith robes.
0: If I were an artist, I wonder, like, and you showed me this. I'm like, yeah, I want to draw a Terminator robot on a motorcycle with Sith robes. But, you know, actually do it right. Give it really proper uh, structure and, and whatnot. All the art words I can't think of right now. If I would do that or if I would if I would kind of like would I use my powers for good or would I would I
1: use them for evil. Well, good is a subjective term, but also no.
0: <laughs> I mean, oh, this
1: is cute. Okay, <laughs> I I typed in Disneyland, but for little cockroaches, and it's a little, it's a little like model of a theme park with little cockroaches running through it.
0: Oh, see, that's horrible. I like that. I don't like cockroaches.
1: Nah,
0: I don't think anybody uh, does. Oh, you know what?
1: Let's let's swap that out for millipedes.
0: Oh, those are worse. I I that's too many legs. I don't like it. I'm gonna type in okay, a dragon. Maybe I won't
1: share you the result.
0: A dragon made a flower. I mean, you can show me the result. I don't care. I'm just saying. Like, I once woke up. This was uh, this was many years ago. I was living at my parents' house, and I got up to use the bathroom at like three in the morning, and there was a house centipede on the roll of toilet paper. And uh, I think I, I I I walked upstairs and used the bathroom upstairs because I I was in no mood to deal with that that absolute horse shit at three in the morning.
1: Uh, so, uh, uh, Renoki really hates centipedes. I don't Good. know if he's ever told you that story.
0: No, he hasn't.
1: He he had a story once where he woke up in the middle of the night and he looked over and on the wall there was like a really big one, and it was like a unsettling looking, and so he like threw a shoe at it, and it's one of those things where he like really threw it, like really wailed it, like I'm gonna kill it with the shoe. So he throws it. And it, like, lands on the floor with, like, a thud, and then he looks, and it's not there anymore. Oh, no. And it's like, well, I guess I woke up at 1 a.m. this morning. I'm not going back to bed.
0: Yeah, that's no good. I wonder how big it was, because where does he live?
1: Uh, Not super far from you, technically.
0: I thought Sable was the one that was close to me. Or no, Renoki's in Canada.
1: Yeah, but you're, you're not super far from that half of Canada.
0: So it wasn't some, like, jungle in the, you know, southern Florida centipede, but it was still probably... Big enough. It's probably
1: the kind that you're more or less familiar with.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: I put in Disneyland, but for little baby losers named Chad who are afraid of bugs.
0: Oh, this one's cute. It's It even almost spelled milkshake right. Yeah, good job, Bing AI. And this looks like Jolly Candy. Um, I have to guess because those are mostly not letters, but close enough.
1: Man, uh, Magic the Gathering put out an ad that used uh, AI art for the ad. And it's like, again, the selling point here is the art. <laughs> People like to collect the art. You should treat your artists kind of well when that's your product. Yes. Um, I, I hope that Hasbro like folds or something or has to like start selling stuff off because they, they do okay in some areas, but they uh, own a lot of things that they're not managing very well. And it's like, dude, just stop managing it. Like, let someone else have it and focus on what you're good at.
0: Do we have anything more to say you on know, the matter?
1: Uh, yeah, you know you know what's doing good right now? Transformers. Just keep making Transformers. Oh, what what I, are you doing? I need
0: to read the Daniel Warren Johnson stuff. Apparently his run of Transformers, the IDW comics, I, I guess is really
1: good. Oh, you know, I think I've heard that too. I mean, IDW is weird because they're kind of... Um, they're a little hit and miss but not in like an egregious way where it's like DC doesn't do anything good at all.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Whatever. I think that's all. How about how about you? Do you have a glad space to close us out?
0: Yeah. We uh we did the game jam last uh last weekend. I had a bunch of people over at my house, the the normal crew Tim, Alex, or no, Tim, uh Matt and Laramie. And that was a that was a pretty fun weekend we uh we did gummies as is tradition so I had uh, I had a a thC gummy and uh we got high as absolute balls Cameron and that was pretty fun. I threw up, which was less fun, but then I got high again because it wasn't done with me and ultimately it was a it was a really silly time like I kept I kept trying to use mountains as a unit of measurement uh for time. <laughs> cuz like i kept <laughs> i kept visualizing that i was climbing a mountain because i was getting so high and it felt like climbing a mountain and i was like you know it's like god i can't believe we started this like six mountains ago and people were like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that's
1: that's so great though because like from your perspective that does kind of make sense
0: yeah i was trying to explain it it's just it. it's
1: an abstract thing
0: i kept i kept thinking it was sunday and i was at my grandparents farm which they don't really have anymore and haven't for a long time because the lighting in my my kitchen was very yellow and that it was dark and it for whatever reason it felt like sunday and i'd freak out be like i can't believe it's sunday and i gotta go to work tomorrow um and then because time was moving so slow i was like shit we're time traveling that's great i hope terminator doesn't show up and then i can't find matt i'm like did, did terminator get matt like i get kind of paranoid on gummies but for like the absolute dumbest horseshit. It took me uh, like 15 minutes to eat a brownie because I it was so hard to chew. It was really good though.
1: Yeah, one of these days, um, I feel like I'm gonna hang out with with like all you guys while you're all on your your gummies, but I'm gonna be sober, and I'm just gonna think it'd be really funny to prank you guys, and I'll like think of something, but it just won't work. But then like one of you guys will like see my shoe and get scared of it, and that'll make me laugh.
0: I don't know how insufferable we are to be around because when you're all on them, it's like you can just stare at each other and and not say anything for 10 minutes and you're just laughing and you don't know why. But if you're like sober, you'd be like, this is so dumb. Everyone here is like dumber than a toddler right now because you feel like I, I, I felt like really ridiculously stupid. And it's like at a certain point, I want it to go away and it doesn't. And that's when they get frustrating.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I I think we've talked about this before, but, like, sometimes the the group we hang out with on VRChat, like, somebody will show up and they'll just say, like, hey, hey, okay, I'm crossfading. Just just FYI, everybody, I'm crossfading. Because it's, like, they're self-aware that, like, (laughs) when you're going on one of those journeys, you're not necessarily fun to be around. So it's, like, hey, heads up, I might get annoying, it's okay to walk away.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Has become, like, a rule of thumb in the group. That it's, like... Like, the polite thing is to declare it ahead of time. And everyone else can just turn you off if they don't like it. Yep. Yep. That's totally fair. But also, I mean... People that get high and then go on VRChat. Like, there are so many weird things in VRChat. you, You can get a surreal feeling sitting in your living room. I can't imagine, like, sitting on Mars... And watching giant anime girls, like, mud wrestle... While well, high,
0: we were playing Smash Brothers uh, when it when they first started kicking in. When that game is really hard to play when you're stoned, by the way. And you know it, it, the game is over, and you see the four your, your, all the characters there, and you hit A, and there's like a a little ribbon. Then you hit A that's in everybody's color, and it's a, it's vaguely slanted. And I can't. I, whenever everyone would hit A, and I, I'd see these slants going across the screen, like that was like really fucking with me. And I'm like, the whole house is moving. Like, we're, at, a, we're at, a, at an angle, and this is freaking me out. And there's like, no, it's not. It's just the, the computer screen. It's like, I know it's just a TV, but it, it feels like the house is moving. And I haven't even got fully hit with this stuff yet. And I'm already like, oh, God, I have no sense of balance. Like, I could not imagine doing that and getting on VR. I think I would get horribly motion sick, for one, but also, like, really scared.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 dude, speaking of getting high my glad space go on yesterday we saw the first trailer for dead rising 2
0: dead rising 2 is what i know that i know no, that...
1: that's not it no i'm i'm sorry my <laughs> my vodka's kicking in oh that's Death a... stranding 2
0: i was gonna say dead rising 2 is a xbox 360 game
1: yes i'm sorry Death stranding 2 on the beach
0: I take it you like Death Stranding, one.
1: Uh, I never played it. Oh, but this trailer, man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it. Just watch it. That's my glad face.
0: Alrighty. I, I I believe in you. You've never steered me wrong. I don't know if that's true, but whatever.
1: Whatever. Whatever.
0: Oh, we got a fucking announcement for a new like Shadow Sonic the Hedgehog Generations two. Uh, and I'm kind of <sighs> kind of stoked on that because Sonic Generations one was really good, and I have a lot of nostalgia for yeah. old Sonic games. This is for me.
1: So I I'm a little disappointed. I think it's just like a DLC thing for Sonic Generations.
0: I mean, like it's, it's not of... a
1: full sequel.
0: Oh, I hope it's like more than that.
1: It, apparently, it's not. Um. Also, I think they could have picked a better name than Sonic X Shadow because a lot of kids are googling that
0: oh yeah i mean it's a terrible name off the top but you know when you add the (laughs) when you add the sex to it if i go to e621 and type in sonic x shadow shows up nothing fine i'll use an underscore e621 you and your shitty nomenclature that didn't work either really what the fuck There we go, just a space. How many pages do I got? Eleven! That's a lot. Liquor's really fun. It can be. Are we done? Did we do it?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think we did.
0: Okay. I hope this was fun to listen to.
1: Again, remember, Magic the Gathering can't hurt you, just walk away from it.
0: Exactly. Say no to drugs, and by that I mean Magic the Gathering. Say yes to drugs. Some drugs are fun. But only if you're legally of age and you have your shit together or you're really anxious and need something to take the load
1: off. I'm
0: not going to tell you how to live your life. You do exactly what you want to do, listener, Richard.
1: Richard, Richard only do what we tell you.
0: Be your own man, Richard. I, I think you can do exactly what you want. You should eat some ice cream, though, because that sounds really good right now.